Hey everybody, this is Katie, your favorite redheaded psychic, back with Psychic on the Scene, and here with my beautiful co-host, Michelle Lyons Polito. Hi. And my other beautiful co-host, D. Scott. <laughs> so pretty. <laughs> and today's guest, we have uh, Melissa Neely, who we were helping her title herself. And, and what would you say it is, Michelle, that she is? She is a spiritual renaissance woman. Loving it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Welcome. And thanks so much for coming today on Labor Day. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> and right after this crazy new moon, really good new moon. Anyways, so we have Melissa on today with us talking about dreams, psychic dreams, and and basically, I don't know about you guys, but I get contacted all the time from my clients. This yep. weekend was crazy. My own mother even called me to say that she had a psychic <laughs> dream about seeing family and spirit, feeling like they were getting a message, as well as people trying to make sense of exactly what's happening while they're in their dream state. So many uh -huh. of them, I, I really believe, Got are... like five or six messages just this morning right. about that. Right, they're getting messages yeah. from their loved ones or they're seeing things as premonitions coming up um, in the future or they even might be getting like a better sense on what's happening or astral projecting mm -hmm. um, and not not to be confused with astrogliding which I have a dear friend who keeps calling it astrogliding and I have to keep correcting her out in public no no it's astral projecting um, <laughs> sounds like something I do <laughs> so um, oh. one of the this is a lovely Sigmund Freud said dreams are the royal road to the unconscious and probably one of the most famous psychic dreams was Abraham Lincoln while he was Ooh, in office yeah. and he dreamt that he walked into a funeral and walked up to a soldier near a casket and he said who died and the soldier turned and looked at Abraham Lincoln and said uh, the president of the United States was assassinated and mm. he told his wife it is documented and he told mm -hmm. friends that he had had this dream and even the wife who believed in psychics actually um, knew that something was going to happen to him. Not how, but knew something was going to happen. So that is a documented, um, famous dream of a paranormal, I yeah. guess you could say. So please go ahead and take over there, Melissa, and let us know your feelings or, or what we were talking about a little bit before we went live. Sure. So I think a lot with dreams is it's the easiest way for people to let go of their ego. Mm. You know, yeah, all, all yeah. of the crud of your day. You don't have your worries, your doubts, your fears. You just, you know, everyone gets into comfortable pajamas before they go to bed, whatever, <laughs> you know, that may be. Or not so, at all. Sure, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of the same thing with who you are. You take up all of those expectations of yourself, all of those judgments, and you just hang them up. And then you can have fun, like, in your dreams. So I've had a lot of people, too, asking me to help interpret their dreams. Mm. God, mm. it but just yeah. seems like. Do you get stuff like that? Like I always say to Michelle, and clumps. Like, like clumps, like mm -hmm. clusters. Yes. Like it's it's a bunch of hauntings all at once, and or it's a, a bunch, bunch of suicides, right? Then, a bunch of suicide know. passings mm -hmm. or things that have to be let go, and then like this with the dreams. Everybody contacting, like you me. said, with the new moon, there must have been something, isn't it? Like a cycle too. It's an. Well, it's a Virgo. It's a Virgo new moon. So, um, so it feels so, like endings and beginnings. Well, that's the nine year. That's what Alex talked about. It's, oh. Or nine month, excuse me, I mm. lie. It's September. And it's about ending things and the new beginnings. So um, give us some thoughts about um, if you, 
like if you have a memory of a childhood of like your first psychic dream, like I know I do the first time it ever happened. And then I realized that it was the, something that played out like all through my day. I could see everything that happened. So about seven years ago, I had this dream that now I've learned that it's called lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. But it was a dream that you actually wake up and check every corner of your bedroom because yeah. you're not sure what just happened. <laughs> right. So I had this dream of this wrinkly old woman with white hair and she was mad at me. And she said, she reminded me like of a shaman, mm-hmm. you know, Native American kind of a, a figure, really wrinkled face. And she said, I am you, you are me, and you are wasting my talents. Ooh. And that was kind of my hello head, you know, which is really good to happen in our dreams because we're so busy during the day Mm -hmm. of responsibilities and where we're going and what we're doing that we don't pay attention. Agreed. And I think that so much, depending on what your field is during the day, Mm -hmm. is you're using your mind you're you're so myopic you're so focused Mm -hmm. that you can't allow your psychic brain to come in and that when you go to sleep you're allowing that to happen when you go into REM that you're getting that and it's open and it's more comfortable most people when they're sleeping the spirits are kind of like hey I can kind of talk to you and you're not afraid of me (laughs) right it's a lot less scary when you're Conscious mind is out of the way. Yeah. Right. And you exactly. can either believe it or you can brush it off as a dream. But if you brush it off as a just a dream, be prepared to keep having that dream until you mm-hmm. get the full intention. <laughs> D. Scott, have you ever had a psychic dream? I don't think so. Like you dreamt of something that happened or you had a moment where you're like, oh, geez, I, I dreamt this. I, I know I dreamt that before. I've had instances of like kind of like deja vu type things. Mm-hmm. Which would be similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. So, I mean, but nothing, nothing that really, really comes to mind. I've had visits in my dreams. My grandfather has visited me in my oh, dreams. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, he was in a real hurry. Which was weird. He was like in a, I don't even probably at a tea time knowing him. <laughs> but I just remember there is I was, golf in heaven I, too. <laughs> I do remember sitting on my front porch and I looked at him as he was walking by and I went, "Hey, I love you." Aww. And he goes, "I know." And he kept going. <laughs> and I was like, "All right." Uh, and then my my buddy who passed away back in December, uh, not too long ago, visited me. Oh, he did. Yeah, it was. I I woke up like and I went, "Ooh." Danny was here. Oh my gosh! And I would, I just kind of, you know, because I don't normally wake up with guys on my mind. Right. <laughs> not a thing I do. I'm not you, Katie. Sorry. Um, but, oh my gosh! But like when I woke up, I was definitely, you know, Danny was there. But I can't. Nothing, nothing psychic where I've gone. Ooh, I remember doing that. Well, I, I, but that is that's psychic. psychic. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That, yes, I have. <laughs> I think we all do to some extent. It's kind of like breathing. But some people remember their dreams. Some people. Some people say they don't dream, and I always say you just don't remember your dreams. Right. You know, you're either on or off. You got to be in that space between to remember your dreams. You do, and you can actually set that intention before you go to bed mm-hmm. to be able to just remember your dream. Don't set it so big, like, I have to remember every detail. Just set it to remember it and then build on it. But I think it really starts with how do you have your room set up before you go to bed. I I think I messaged you this morning or this afternoon and said I was reading up a lot on that. And that is one of the things that, and I actually have never advised anybody to do that other than one family, the daughter, is um, having lucid dreaming, out of body. And when I walked in the room, it was set up kind of like a fear grid. They had her TV monitor right next to the headboard. They had her computer over here. And Ooh. I said, what time does she turn everything off? And they said, oh, sometimes only like an hour before. And I said, for people that have 
issues with sleep, and they mm. and especially if they're high sensitives empaths, mm-hmm. they've got to turn that stuff down much earlier yeah. and really kind of kind of just relax their body, relax their mind, and do what you're saying, like create a rarefied space, whether you're doing um, smudging, clearing yourself, clearing the space, salting, Epsom salt bath, um, but then just what you're saying, kind of like a meditation or a prayer. How or do you clean set up out your the stuff under your bed? So many people use mm, that that's as a storage a good space, and if you want uh. junk like while you're sleeping, that's a really good way to manifest that is by having that clutter underneath. So clean out what's under your bed and vacuum under there on occasion. Vacuum, <laughs> yes. I, need to I do that. <laughs> also set a crystal grid up in my bedroom. Because I don't want any spirits knocking like, hey, cross me over at 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Forget it. pisses me right. off when they do right. that. It really so does. So I have rules, like <clears throat> ascended angels, mm-hmm. you know, family, whatever messages, only in my room. Exactly. And and that's it. So I also do aromatherapy. Mm, um, a lot of people do that, yes, with the lavender yes. and, right, to, to really kind of um, help them calm and stay you know, like sleeping. Or frankincense is good. Frankincense is a good one. Oh, I use that all the time. <laughs> I just bought my house in October, and you don't appreciate what your grids do for you until you don't have your stuff set up, and then it's pure chaos. <laughs> so to go to sleep, I literally dump frankincense into my uh, humidifier because it was winter and said, mm-hmm. there, take that. I'm going to bed. Now all of you can just, you <laughs> know, away. step aside. <laughs> I have, I don't know if you've told, I, I'm sure you have told clients that I tell people if they're having a lot of visions, mm-hmm. um, even as they're closing their eyes, it's kind of like a, a clairvoyance as they, they start to mm-hmm. go into the REM, they start to see faces rushing them. Yep. And I, I have not had that experience, but I again think it's because during the day, your mind is so busy, you're not allowing yourself to see or sense those spirits. And as your body starts to relax, they start to give you the bum rush. They're not trying to scare you. It's that they see their opportunity, they're going to jump in when they right. can. And, and people will hear them, they'll hear their name called as they're starting to fall asleep. So one of the things I have told people is call in your family um, and do like a prayer protection, Archangel Michael, that it was going to come in and, and surround you and protect you. So another good way when Barb was here, she talked about journeying. And then at the callback, you're supposed to go back and repeat every step go that brought you in there. reverse, right? In yeah. reverse. So do the same thing for your day before you go to bed. Kind Ooh, of like play that. it in reverse, go back to the beginning and then you've sort of processed everything very quickly so that when you do go to sleep, and if you want to set an intention for your dream, you can go to wherever that is. It gives you a lot more exciting places to go hang out in, like you astral traveling, um, (laughs) or hanging out with your friends that have passed, instead of going through your worries, your fears, and everything that's happened during the day and having those kinds of nightmares or or dreams. Right, those are the stress dreams. Correct. Right. Yeah, I call those like stress or garbage dreams. Like I personally think, you know, there's message dreams, visitation dreams, and then, well, there's lots of different, but there's garbage dreams. And that's kind of like when you're emptying out the trash can on your computer. It's just the dumbest things, and it means nothing. But I get some people trying to, like, interpret those dreams. I'm like, I'm sorry, that's just a garbage dream. That means nothing. It is I just had a husband emptying. and a wife one time who was talking to them, and she says, I can't, you know, I'm asked. She really was describing astral projecting. She says, I'm floating, I'm flying, I'm, I can see the room, I can float out into the other room. I said, sweetheart, you've probably been doing that since childhood. Mm. And she said, yes, I have. I've always had this feeling of flying. And the husband says, the only dreams I have is 
I can't find one shoe. And I'm so stressed out because I can't find one shoe. And he said, and then I wake myself up and I said, oh, sweetheart, you got a lot going on like in your mind. But those are stress dreams. They are. Yeah, that's a stress dream. Um, so we talked a little bit about lucid dreaming. Um, and then they were talking about uh, telepathic dreams where you have family or somebody come and they don't speak but you can hear mm. all the messages mm -hmm. coming through i know that personally i have had those especially with family that is crossed me too yeah it's really easy again when you're sleeping because the spirit can talk to you without right. you dismissing it without you kind of the going away from it because right. otherwise it's too fearful you know when it happens mm. i mean i can see spirits and hear them mind's eye i was vacuuming my hallway really fast and all of a sudden I saw a cobweb and I'm waving it away from my face. And I realized it was an arm. I'm like, okay, now I'm actually seeing this because I haven't been paying attention. So I run into my room because it's all crystal gritted because I don't know what that is. So that was just my quick like, whoa, I'm not ready for that. Like, I will see, but that's a little much. Get oh, my that's face. funny. That is funny. And that moment of realization, you know. Right. So when you're dreaming, though, again, it's so much easier. You you know, you do your protection, whatever that might be, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a prayer before you go to sleep, surrounding yourself, crystals, um, all or, the above. <laughs> yeah, or hanging a rosary on your bedpost. Yes, I mean, mm -hmm. and that does I, work. I do. <laughs> or right. dream catchers yeah. for others. We've got know. all of the above in our room. <laughs> right. It's and really it, whatever means for the person. That's they talked it. a lot about like doing Reiki in the rooms mm. and then white lighting yourself in the mm. room so that you're, again, kind of in your own bubble and you're protected. So it's, and I think that those are important, really, truly, whatever resonates with you. What, what makes you feel safe and in a good space? And not to make it too much. So mm -hmm. if you do have a television in your room, not the greatest, but mm. if you're trying to get a good night's sleep, throw a towel over it. Like you don't have to remove it out of the room, just cover right. it Especially up, like a blue, it. like a, yes. an indigo or cobalt blue that really... I tell people that, especially with children, when they've got they've got these massive TVs in these little kids' rooms, cover that up at night. Sometimes mirrors can. Mm -hmm. um, we have full size sliding glass door mirrors for our closet. Um, when I moved into the house after my husband and I were married, I'm like, I can't sleep in this room. So we actually have these shades that we pull down at night because of the energy that comes mm -hmm. out of there. Any kind of thing that's going to amplify, cover it up. Exactly. <laughs> But I, I just and, and when you connect with loved ones, <laughs> God bless you, um, in spirit, don't you find when you're dreaming that in some ways it's like more pure? It the is communication you're and not overthinking it. Right. It's just as pure as they are with you. And it's whatever message that you need. And sometimes I think it's a message that spirit needs too. if there's a Ooh, healing for spirit. Mm. I never thought of it that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, Agreed. Like that's that's a very good point because they'll come and they'll show you the dream visitations. They'll come and show you that they're healthy, they're walking, mm -hmm. they're dressed up. And you meet in places, a lot of the dreams, you're in a mall and they come down the escalator. Yeah. Um, and you're like, I haven't been in Mohawk Mall in years. You're, like, you're like, wow, well, this is crazy. <laughs> but it's where, you know, like that's where my dad go is is to back to the 80s, I guess. <laughs> and um, trying to find Crystal Mansion. <laughs> anyway, so they'll they'll show places or airports is another one that people will say and they Travel. were sitting on the on the bench and more than one has said to me not to me personally but people conveying the dream that their loved ones said they needed to go they could only stay for a short time they mm -hmm. needed to go because it was too heavy here 
Yes. That the energy was right. too heavy. They need to lift out of it. And then mm. when they go, it's kind of like when you're in an airplane, you fly up to the heavy, dark clouds and the sun's out above there. Right. But have they shown you? I love that when they mm -mm. show me that. I haven't seen that. It's like, okay, they're good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're actually good. No, it, that, that's again, that's all part. And I always ask students and people, I say, how did it make you feel? It's not so much seeing all this stuff. It's how did it make you feel? And people say, well, I knew. I knew they were okay. Or I knew that I had more coming or this change in my life was going to be good. And that's that's the, that's the main the thing, dream. right? Yeah. And sometimes it's dual fold, like people who are angry that their loved one left, mm. you know, and they have that resentment or why wasn't it Agreed. then that went or the PTSD of a trauma that might be surrounding the person that passed on. So I do think it's a way for like that healing connection, the person who didn't get to say goodbye and they mm. can in their dream. You know, and the same for the spirit then, because of course those things hold on to them as well, that heaviness. So it's their way of, of lightening it up and, and letting it go too. Yeah. So another trick that I do to Ooh, raise my tricks. room <laughs> is I put salt water in a spray bottle and I'll just kind of spray the floor. You know, salt amplifies, it cleanses. And then I like that, um, that will too. also raise the vibration of, of the Excellent. room that you're in. Excellent. And that's that's nice if you if you can't light sage. Right. If you're like in an apartment or something, that's a great way to quiet it down and bring up the vibration. Excellent. And I don't like people lighting candles. Like, oh, candles, they make all these astral cavil, you know, candles that will help you sleep, but not a good idea to light a candle before your idea is oh, to fall yeah, asleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go to so, sleep. Go to sleep with a candle. Just lit. spray salt water. <laughs> that's a that's excellent. I And I really think that people, if they did it more on their physical body, the Epsom mm -hmm. salt, and mm -hmm. that it does, it clears out the gunk from you mm -hmm. without even having to, like, a lot of thought about it. Um, I do recommend for people to keep a journal. Oh, um, yeah, yes. me too. I tell people Be to do it on, on the computer so they can search their dreams. Yep. I, uh, you, you know him, Mike Betts. Oh, yeah. Mike yes. used uh -huh. to do that, and, and he wound up going to the Monroe Institute. Did he really? And it was and Good all focused on how he was like Edgar Casey, and he was the sleeping prophet, basically. So Mike would get a bunch of information in his sleep and all his own symbolism. And that's a big thing because oh, my yeah. symbolism is different than your right. symbolism. And then you start to realize that every time you dream of that, it's like, oh, I know it's going to happen. That's I, what that means. <laughs> right. I have two that I, I know that um, one is a bridge in Schenectady that if I am driving and all of a sudden part of the bridge is missing, it looks like it's been ripped away or destroyed, okay. that I get to that part of the bridge and I think, oh, I'm going to be hitting a part of my life that's going to be a challenge. And I've had that dream probably like four times. Mm. And everything that's in the downtown, I go into a store, it might be like an old Woolworths or it's all that orange day glow. So it looks oh. like it's the 70s in, oh. in, my, in my dream. So... Um, and that was a filthy decade. <laughs> it really was. Oh no, anyways, um, but that's like I have to sort some things out. I have to work through things. Uh, conversely, I used to dream of a house that every time I'd go to the house, we were working on the house and building it. And that was really kind of like building my life. Oh, uh, so there's so many of those things. That as soon as you see it in your dream, you know exactly who it is or what it is in, in your life. Well, I have a recurring dream that I had agreed years before to work at Friendly's, like 10 years later, because I worked at Friendly's on Wolf Road when I was in high school and oh, college. Of course you did. <laughs> and I, it would always be like when I was like having a child, when my attention was going to be very focused and I, I didn't have time and space to add other things, I would have that Friendly's dream. 
and it was a, an anxiety dream. I wake up, I was like, oh my God. And then I knew, that's how I knew I was pregnant, <laughs> was the, oh, the friendlies wow. dream. Aww. Because it's going, you're going to be very focused. You're not going to be able to do things that you said you might be able to do. So, Right. So that's, that's your psychic dictionary. Have you had that as well? I have. I've gotten a lot of past life dreams. I'm just going to in order uh, to you know yeah. heal things. Like I woke up speaking Latin. Yes, I know Latin in terms of name of plants because mm-hmm. my work is a biologist. But it was about like the light and getting away from um, like what was happening. So I, I get it. I was you know killed for gifts in a past life. So that <laughs> was part of it. And that had to do with me opening up and showing others. You know and not hiding it, if you will. Right. So there's been that, or I've dreamt of plants and like a healing property and seeing me doing things and then would look it up and yes, it's real. Yes. So it's very, you know, accessing. And then I just want to access everything. Like I don't want to have to relearn this all. Let me take all that good knowledge that I've had and just have it. Yeah, do I have to relearn it? Is there right. any way I can download it from that lifetime? Yeah. It's right. so much easier. Oh my gosh. Let's do this again. So in, the, in those past life dreams, have you seen people, have you encountered people that you're in this lifetime with? Oh, absolutely. We're all part of soul tribes and... Um, lessons. Sometimes in a past life, we are the ones who were handed the lesson, and other times we have to be part of the mechanism to help another person learn their right. lessons, which aren't bad. Those yeah, are good it's, things. it's not a punishment. Right, a lot right. of people think, "Oh, what did I do in my life?" I said, "Well, you chose this lifetime," and it's like and people never believe me when I say that. It's it's, it's easy. It's yeah. easy to make a decision when you're up there in eternity. It's like, yeah, that lifetime went quick. Let's do that again. You're like, what did I do? Because <laughs> you're down here in the third dimensional world in this heavy body lugging it around. I think people have more past life dreams than they realize. And they'll Absolutely. start to talk about a dream or and they'll say it's reoccurring. And they'll say, you know. I keep feeling like I'm going to die at 27 mm-hmm. and I dream that I'm on water and I have such a fear now of water and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll finally Titanic. say, yeah. <laughs> I'll say, you do realize that was not this lifetime. And the best line I ever heard was from Julie Purdy. She said, and you never die from the same thing twice. Oh, I like nice. that. So I was like, oh, good. Because <laughs> I have a fear of clowns and bridges and I'm sure that <laughs> something, something must have happened with a bad and, clown. And haven't you noticed people, oh, it's a past life that's not, I'm not seeing that in this future it's kind of like it opens up their lives they've been right. so focused that oh my god i've only i'm gonna die on 27 and sometimes you wonder it's a self-fulfilling prophecy but no that's a past life that's not going to happen and that's not for this life oh it it's just like this little narrow door opens and to this massive like horizon of possibility and a release of yeah. holding on to those fears right that you can finally let that go in this lifetime that if you've been carrying it forward and it's gentle to process that in a dream Right. Like, you're again, you're doing it without fear. And they do it so easy to help you get through whatever the lesson that you're trying to go through. Or, you know, people have had traumas. I think that also comes through in dreams as a way of healing and um, kind of processing. So those who are worried about it, I recommend the little dream pillows mm-hmm. to make them feel better or... You know, do you do music or anything like that at sleep? I can't. No. I can't. I also do is the I do Netflix. Sound, but <laughs> oh, drumming. What do you, you do? Know, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> I do the air conditioner. 365 days a year I have the air conditioner running or else I hear voices. Oh, that does happen to me. If I don't have anything mm, on, yeah, I will be noise. woken up um, 
you know, God help if there ever is a man that is in my life in my house, <laughs> that I do wake up and I'll hear somebody talking and I will think it's the kids mm-hmm. or somebody else is in the you house. walk and I'm around thinking, the house. Right. I get up and right, I walk around and I'll think, outside. it's two o'clock in the morning. What in the hell are they doing? Then I realize, oh, no, nobody's. <laughs> it was a me thing. You know, getting up and checking everything. Right. And so. I hate baseball bat in one hand and your right. sage in the other because you don't know what to expect. <laughs> which one? Which, which one, one do I need? <laughs> I'm a badass. I just don't know which one I am right now. How about a bat wrapped in sage? I think there that's the go. ultimate right. weapon. Exactly. <laughs> it looked like you're storming the castle with a torch. Um, oh. I, one of the things I thought was fascinating was it talks about precognitive dreams versus mm-hmm. premonition dreams. And I didn't realize that there was such a distinction. And that precog is you're dreaming of the future and you get the sights and the sounds. Premonitions you have while you're awake. So they're flashes that you have, like you're driving in the car and you see somebody and you're getting information. But it's the, um, those are all while you're basically like in that, again, like I always think my my brain goes on autopilot, like when I'm driving and I I get premonitions. But precognizance is when you're sleeping you're dreaming, and you yeah. get a feeling connected with that. So I thought that was interesting. And it's interesting sometimes you'll be like, oh my gosh, wait, I had a dream about that. Something will key you in and then you remember the whole dream. And I think too, the people have, when they have those profound dreams, you, the other ones that are crazy, <laughs> like you just forget it like in a day. You can't quite remember it. Those other ones, they stay with you. It's 20 something years later. I can recount mm-hmm. to you, you know, the dreams that I had as a young girl, you know, that are that, are that important Vivid. to your life. Vivid. It, right. Yeah, you don't lose that. You right. just don't. It stays as fresh Sometimes, as the day you had it. though, the simple ones, I do think that there is a strong message. Like I had a dream the other night um, about holding a glass of water. And I dropped the glass of water. I never saw it fall. I never saw it spill. And it was so intense that, you know, when you really, your whole body shakes because Mm -hmm. you wake up. Mm -hmm. So when you're in REM sleep, you're actually in kind of a muscle paralysis. Mm -hmm. So it's made to be that way. So you're not acting out your dreams while you're sleeping. Yeah, it kind of (laughs) saves yourself. Although that'd be nice if I could just dream about a workout. Oh my God, can we make that happen, please? The dirty 30. (laughs) So then I looked up the symbolism of what does that mean? Because I didn't want to do my own work and figure it out myself. Um, And it all was very negative, but I didn't have that feeling with the dream. So usually water dumping over means, you know, emotions and loss. And there's going to be a lot of negative. I'm Aquarius. Oh, that's probably why, too. (laughs) That's where the water comes in. But when I dropped it, I realized it was letting go. Like something very significant that I'd been holding on to. And it didn't matter what. I just had to recognize that. I let go. And you didn't have to worry about what was going to happen to it after no, you let go no, of it. No, because I didn't see it. It was not, that part of it wasn't like present. That. So even though all it was was a glass of water <laughs> and I dropped it and I was reaching for it, like part of me was still kind of going through I that final, like, that. Yeah. how do you let go when you've either been through something for so long and then without it, you still kind of want to hold on or grab onto it. But that was that big. No, letting go that release me. yeah and that, that's oh go ahead oh, i'm sorry no you go ahead oh thanks um and that, that's so, so important when you just said um that you looked up the dream you didn't, you didn't want to do the work yourself and don't beat yourself up about that there's days it's like oh i don't want to right. douse this have to i don't figure want, everything I don't want to do out this again leave me alone but um those dream books people carry those around in their pocketbooks it is like we're, we're talking about it's, it's your own dictionary it can say you're having a dream about a white horse or a black horse which are 
we that's our that's our symbolism right yeah depending and it's not you know if it's a black horse it's going to be a bad day or something like that but that symbolism is very personal so i mean you can look at those dream dictionaries but they probably are kind of someone else wrote them that's their dictionary and you can have your own dictionary. I mean, sometimes I'll look it up just for shits and giggles, just to see if it. You know, I like going on drives. the one. I think it's called Dreamology. Mm-hmm. It's on the internet, and it will give you sometimes four different meanings, um, kind of in the same vein. Vein, but as soon as you read it, it's what resonates. You go, oh, that's yeah, it. That's that it right sense. there. There you go. And it's that. okay to reach out because I think that whenever we look out and we expand, I mean, there's definitely garbage on the internet, but sometimes you, you find something and it resonates, it's like, oh, and it opens up another door for you. It does. You have that aha moment, <laughs> you know. So not trusting everything, again, that you see online Tell for interpreting on that. your dreams. <laughs> but, and again, it's what what does something mean to you? Like if it's a food, I could give you an interpretation of what I think that means, but maybe it's a smell that you mm. had like at grandma's house and grandma mm. passed away and that was the message. Sometimes people are too focused on the sign that they miss the message that's right, right. in front of them. Right, yeah, they're focused on like, what does rose mean rather than the fact that grandma had a rose garden in her right. backyard or just the smell that brings you back. I was reading for someone recently and they were asking me about cardinals and being like the grandmother and the <laughs> sign. And I said, well, maybe it's kind of like a grandmother and the smell of cookies. And that went over her head, and I could tell it. And the woman next to her said, sometimes you just need help with people pointing signs out to you. And then yeah. I said, think about what I just told you. And she said, oh, yeah, I did lose my grandmother, and we did make cookies together. And then she was, you know, healing and crying. and mm-hmm. But she missed it because she was so worried about what does a cardinal mean. Right. So she it's was staying in her dreams. Head. Yeah. And, I, the and I've had people say, and I've said, oh, I can see the cardinal. And the person goes, oh, what does that mean? It doesn't have to mean anything. It just has to mean that they're there. And that they're trying to right. like to give you a flash to let you know that they're there. Yeah, people think that when they're coming through, there's like something wrong, and they're going to tell you something. They're just saying hey. My favorite <laughs> thing is after an hour, and I've been writing, and I'm giving them messages. <laughs> they'll go, but does my mother have anything to tell me? And I go, bitch, look, I just, <laughs> I just wrote out an hour for you. That's all from your mother. That ain't for me. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> um, now, do you astro project? I do. I do like not a lot, and I don't. I really don't think I'm good at directing it. Do you ask for I do like crazy. I have to really kind of put a safety harness on when I go to sleep. An energetic safety harness. I just go all over the place. Do you now? Do you do? Do you have a method like to make sure that you are um, directional with your travel? It's intention, right? But at the same time, I'm so you know, control during the day that I just like to, you know, have fun too and see where I go. It's all, you're safe and you have the silver cord that you've probably heard, you know, that's tethered to yourself. So if anybody messes with it, you come right back. That's that startling where you feel like you fell or Mm -hmm. something really jolts you awake. Yeah. Yeah. You come snapping back into your body. Always. You're always protected with it. But again, it's the intention that you set before you go to sleep. I envision that when I project that I'm in a space suit, you know, and it's got all the special stuff so stuff can't get in and I, ha- I take a trail guide oh nice and mm. well they take me to where I need to go I'll, I make the intention that you know what do I need for my highest and greatest good or you know for my family's good you know show me mm-hmm. the way to go I'm like a drunken sailor I swear to god I go <laughs> to sleep that's more fun. I pass out yes. I have no trouble sleeping um, me neither I pass out 
And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm traveling. And the only thing is I really know that I've really traveled is the next day I am weary. I am so exhausted because I've been working all night. So say we've worked on like a police case Mm -hmm. or something and I've been out in the woods. I go to sleep and I'm back out in the woods and I'm talking and I'm talking to police officers. And and then all of a sudden I get up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I didn't sleep a wink. So I know for myself, for, for people that are listening... Um, and they've, they've had the experience from probably the time that they were children and they felt like they were flying around the house or flying outside. That's usually a, a strong indication that um, you astral project or have OBE, which is out-of-body experience. Mm, I love that. And um, <laughs> you, you do need to be, if you're somebody that's a regular at that, you need to make sure that you have your restful sleep, your restorative sleep. So you need to kind of mm-hmm. tell your angels or your guides I'm not nights. traveling tonight. Yeah, I need to stay tonight. in my body. And um, I'm not going to go, you know, flying around to other things. And, and the cool part is, you and you probably have done it, uh, Melissa, is you can go forward in time. You can go back in time. You can mm. go and visit your loved ones and astro. It's many dimensions. It is. Time isn't linear. So right. especially in that plane, you can go and see whatever it is that go you're interested in. Go anywhere you want. Yeah. And I love that. It's I so just, fun. It's, I'm going to go back to when I was a kid camping. I can go. Right. So without the mosquito bites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people do that. They, they, they leave the body. But they, you just have to make sure that you're doing that, as, as you're saying, that you're, you're tethered. And now getting into that sleep paralysis. Mm. So mm-hmm. everybody with astroprojecting talks about a demon in the room or being paralyzed. And I guess a lot of it has to do with one of the things I heard, which I made sense, is as your soul is reentering your body, it is not going back in smoothly. You haven't learned yet to assimilate. Mm-hmm. So you need to, before you start all of that, say, I, when you come back in, I want a smooth landing. <laughs> Otherwise, you get that, <gasps> that paralysis. And, and you're uh, trying to move before you're fully in. Right. You try, like, you know, breathing, moving, and it feels like somebody's sitting on your chest. And um, I had a student years ago, and he kept saying to me, I, I need to know about the dark figures in the room when I'm trying to leave my body that keep grabbing at me. And I'm thinking, dude, you're just crazy. (laughs) So I kept trying to like ignore him. So because I'm a researcher, I went on the internet and I started looking it up. And there was, at first I couldn't find anything. And then what I found on a couple sites was it talked about astral projecting when you start to like ascend out of your body, leave the body, that you will find in the room, they're called phantoms. Mm-hmm. And the phantoms will try and grab at you. And the phantoms can be a negative spirit mm-hmm. or they can actually be a negative reflection of yourself. Absolutely. Your mm-hmm. ego, the mm-hmm. ego right. part. And it's pulling you back in. So, so you really don't want to do this. Right. It's part of you that, that doesn't want you to fix it. <laughs> right. So if you can learn about that ahead of time and just say, you know, I'm doing this for my greatest good and, and trying to raise my vibration, you're more likely to get rid of those. And when I said it to him in class, I finally had this answer. I said it to him in class. He went, you could see the whole look on his face. He went, oh, yeah. He got it. Oh, that's wonderful. I know, wonderful I know. Feeling. I was oh. like, okay, now we can t- stop talking about the demons in your dream. I think, you know, people, Hollywood is such a negative effect on right. so yeah. many things that we do. They immediately go to the go-to, you know, demon thing that's so scary that's attacking them. And, and not that I never want to play that down because, you know, with the work we do, we have right. come across some pretty 
you know, violent entities. But most of the, I mean, they're so rare. Uh, it, it's mainly, you know, just a misinterpretation of what's going on when you're experiencing astral projection, dreaming, lucid right. dreaming, whatever it is that you're doing. A lot of it's, it is self-reflection. Right. So. Or fear of the unknown. So kind of like oh, you yeah. talked about your vis- visualization of your spacesuit. Yes. <laughs> they could do the same thing, like be light. If there's light, you're not going to see dark phantoms because you're too bright. So if that's what it is that's Very holding true. you, visualize whatever it is that you need in order to do your path, your process for astral projection or yeah, um, expand your glow. Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and protect it. it can be whatever color you want, whatever color is your protection. It doesn't have to be white. You know, whether it's St. Michael blue or St. Germain violet flame. St. Germain. There's so many different ones. So, um, and again, that's also then your protection. And do it in steps. Like, don't, I saw there's a test you're supposed to do to see how good you are at astral projecting. Like, tell somebody that you're going to move something in your house and then see if they can astral project and tell you where it is oh that's cool i love testing each other let's do it (laughs) so but don't go if you've never done it don't go big for that just simply try to do like can i get out and can i get back in i've done this but have you visited somebody and then and the next day again you're exhausted and you're like i was talking to michelle all night long we were working (laughs) on that and you think and you can't even remember what you were talking about then the next day they t- they text you and go, I dreamt about you all night. And you're like, dude, I dreamt about you. <laughs> We've too. done that. Just this <laughs> yes. week I had someone, I woke up and I feel like shit. Why am I so tired? And then I got a, a phone call from <clears throat> a friend of mine. She goes, oh my God, we did a bunch of work last night. You came to my dreams and we did all this clearing work. I'm like, well, that explains that. I had right. no recollection of it. I just said, what a crappy night's sleep. <laughs> oh my God. I love I it when people tell too. me that, that they've dreamt about. They've said that um, I saw you as a priest. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest thing I've heard I, in a long right, time. I'm the naughtiest <laughs> priest ever, but apparently they've put me into some kind of a category. They were like, you were there, you were doing prayers. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Once I learned more of the shamanic you know, attributes from Barb, I've learned to take things with me. So the first night that I was clearing something, it was a dream. But now again, I realize it was a lucid dream. And one of my friends, I had... So in this dream, I had a eagle feather and I was trying to clear a room and I kept doing it and I couldn't get this to work. So then I realized that whatever was there was a pretty like earthbound kind of a spirit. And then I saw this woman at the kitchen table and I saw a couple of other things in her house and all night long I kept trying to clear it. So she did have somebody actually come to clear her house. Everything that I had said was that. So I knew then that I had actually gone there to try to do it. But now I take stuff with me. Oh, that's awesome. Like you can whatever it is that keeps you either grounded or energy i mean mm-hmm. if you have to envision that you have a red bull all night fine take that <laughs> with you so you know you can wake up you your, more energy, your projection right? bag your exactly. projection bag Whoop, okay yeah you, you always want up. a little medicine bag of you know of tricks basically yeah. to take with you a Palo Santo, my, my mm-hmm. pendulum <laughs> right yes they they are, uh, uh, and i have i have crystals up behind my bed um, you know, with Moonstone and a, a lot of different ones. And I think that that's a really important if, you, if you're putting them around the room for, you know, to kind of help raise your vibration, get ra- rid of the negative in your life as well for, for the dreaming part, kind of set it and forget it. I like that. Oh, do you do grid work? Do you teach grid work? I do. You know, Ooh, really, it's for really that too. easy with crystals. Um, or energy patterns. I mean, you don't have to have something tangible. A lot of it is just with what you visualize. Mm-hmm. But 
it's really good when you're getting started to see something and just know it's there, especially if you're nervous or, you know, some people might be nervous to try to astral project. What if I can't get back? You can always get back. Mm. It might not be smooth, but you can get back. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, and simple as putting some crystals in the four corners of your room. And what intention do you want to do? It's kind of like that dog collar that, you, you know, when you don't want your dog yeah, to yeah. misbehave. It's sort of the same fence. thing. You can't see it, the <laughs> invisible fence, but it's the same thing with crystals. What do you want to create in the room that you're in? A landing pad. <laughs> yeah. You could do that. You could make some for un, like underneath your bed yeah, if do, you do, wanted do. to. Yeah. Like I, when I do Reiki, smooth. I've got um, like the chakra, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, crystals right underneath where the person lays that line up basically depending on how tall the person is in that so that's my linear grid i have under there and so i love using it the crystals that really does help they are fun or if you have a meeting that you have to go to it's really easy just to put a few in the corners and you know the meeting goes a lot smoother <laughs> Drop them in and no one pockets. knows what you're doing right <laughs> it's probably better than what i do i put them in my bra so then i get to a meeting and the whole time i'm thinking god that's killing me they're not smooth. <laughs> um, oh God, I have a lump. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Do, are you um, highly affected uh, by the lunar changes? I am. Yeah, I am. But I try to work with it. You know, even poor Mercury gets a really bad rap. Uh, rightly so sometimes. Mm. But it's a good time too to take that. What is the energy of it and work with it? So that's when everything comes to surface. Usually goes awry. So t- I, that's when I, all right, let clean me it look up, at that stuff. Yeah. It yeah. You know, it's like cleaning out the junk drawer. Yeah, right. That is true. So. That's a I can't feeling. sleep during full moons and new moons. I don't sleep at all. Like it's interrupted sleep. And I just said, I sleep great. Those are the only times super moons oh, seem to do it, it to me. Yeah. And, and then when I do dream, they're intense dreams. You see, they're not restful. No. Because it's kind of like you're under like a interrogation spotlight kind of. That's what the moon feels like, especially the super moons. Right. And then that's usually when I get blown up by clients saying, what is going on? I can't so sleep. You're and exhausted and then you get blown up on the phone with clients. Right. It's like, oh, just. There, there's something happening or I dreamt about my mom or whatever. So I, I think that those definitely charge our dreams. Oh, absolutely. And it's almost like there's an energy shift of, do you guys watch Thor? The movie Thor? Yes. So yeah. you know how like everything has to align and mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. You know, I think with yeah. our, how our dreams are and how it all comes through, it's just that constant, you know, realignment wheels yeah. or whatever it is, you know, the cogs and how that all aligns and what comes through. So obviously working with the energies of what the moons mean or, um, you know, what cycle it's in or, oh, my gosh, whenever there's a significant day on the calendar wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, then it's just forget it. You can't sleep then. And if there's a moon that night, just might as well just stay up all night. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, there's no point even trying to sleep. Like an equinox is oh, yeah. do- oh, forget oh, yeah. it. An equinox mm-hmm. with a full moon, I can't sleep at all. Might as well just dance around the fire all night. It's right, exactly. Easier. I there's am no waking up and looking out the window and going, oh, it's another hour. Go back to sleep a little bit. Oh, it's only another hour. <laughs> like it just keeps happening. Ugh. So, yeah, I definitely do that. And that's all like high key energy. Um, Have you had the dream where you've had a demon or somebody like that visit? Yes. In fact, when I was little, I used to have that every night. I now have learned that it's a thing. Um, But I used to have. (laughs) It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Explain the thing. So what had happened? I was I was really little. 
And I would have this thing coming into my room and it would push on my chest like every night and I couldn't breathe. And then, you know, I'd be afraid. So was I was this make, a dream or did it, No, this no. is all. Okay. Happening. Well, it, you know, I, the way this was very religious and, mm-hmm. you know, still, still am, but I was so, I was afraid automatically. Oh, it's a demon in my room. So I would make everyone pray with me before I could go to sleep. I had holy water in my bedroom, just mm. full armed. So then I went to college and my sister went into my room and she was having the same kind of dreams and the mm. same feelings. So that's when I realized that, yes, there actually are those things, but I didn't know how to cope with it. So I just turned it off. Oh. So I turned it off for a long time until my very sudden awakening again. With that old lady? That and then a... um. I was reading for someone, I had too much wine, so my <laughs> analytical brain shut down, and it just came out. It was a Vietnam soldier I saw when he was when he had signed up, you know, he had uh, passed away, but it was my friend's father and the mom, mm. you know, it was her husband, so I was seeing all this stuff that I absolutely did not know, and I'm almost, this was not about experience, watching my mouth say all these things, mm. having no idea how I knew this, what was happening, right. but there was one moment that when I was watching the soldier, he there was all this fire, now I know it's napalm, um, kind of going past him and I heard bees or mosquitoes and I'm like, oh, those aren't mosquitoes, those are bullets. And his hands were on his helmet and his gun was kind of laying down because it was just chaos. Yeah. And then I looked and I pulled and those were my hands and then I was super freaked out. Like how mm-hmm. did I watch this to all of a sudden it becoming me and I'm in this helmet, I don't know what I'm doing. So I ended I'm not up, a soldier. I ended up going to a psychic shop and saying, somebody needs to help me because I don't know what just happened. And that wasn't cool because I didn't know how to come back from all of that. Right. So that was kind of a whole, mm. you know, definite like pay attention and learn how to work with it a little bit more. So years ago, I was working on a police case and it was obviously it's all consuming and, and everything was waking up and I could not sleep at night. And I was getting woken constantly by spirits. Like I had left a portal open at night to the point that one night, and I was still married then, I'd woken up and I was facing like the the right wall. I was on my side. And when I woke up, I could see light on the wall, like a candle. And I thought, oh, we left a candle going, we fell asleep. And as I'm looking at the light, an image started to come through it, like like a shadow. So it looked like it was being cast in front of the candle, and it was a man's shadow. Mm. So I roll over to see where the candle is, and there's the whole other side of the room is pitch black. No man, no candle. I turn back around again to the other side, and the image was still there. So one of the things I had learned about the dream state, and not in any way was it evil, Mm -hmm. but it was I was wide open. I didn't know enough to shut things down and do the prayer protection that I was just like like open for business and everybody was coming in and it was keeping me awake so I learned how to do that and I had an instructor say because I said I kept getting woken up and she said you need to tell them what your office hours are absolutely mm-hmm. you need to tell the right have the rules and tell the spirits that um okay at nine o'clock uh yeah I'm closed for the day I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 8 a.m mm-hmm. and it it immediately worked I thought it's gonna work and she goes oh yeah it works every time and it does and you really really do it like you would if there was a person in your house right (laughs) so I had done a really good job at warding off my bedroom like no so they would pound on the walls things would fall and it's like 
no. Still no. If you're going to act like this, I'm still not going to do it for a couple of days. So either get in line, behave, or I'm not doing this. Wait for, for your you. appointment. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Did you ever have that? The, yes. The demon dream? The um, devil dream? Yes. And it was, <laughs> it took the shape. I was always in my backyard next to my oak tree. And, you know, the Underwood deviled ham can? That's yes. Like, that's how they'd come through. And the, the little, as a deviled ham, you know, yes. those little, like, those like a classic little devil and they were red and I would have it again and again. And it, it was like, it was one big one. And he said, you either have to fight me or all these little ones. And they were like half the size. And I said, I'm not going to fight any of you. get out of my room, get out of my house, my yard. And then it would go away. I had that again and again, that and the Bigfoot dream, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was always that they look just like that. I love that ham when I was a kid. No, my, my devil's dreams, they're always, um, it, this was, again, years ago, it was in the 80s. I had, the first time I had the devil dream, guy was so handsome. Ooh. So, I mean, really, really handsome. Blue, blue eyes. And he was standing on a stairwell at my um, ex-in-law's house. And every time I could hear this sound, every time I turned around, I could see my ex asleep. And I kept telling him he had to wake up. And I'd turn back around and look at the stairs, and he'd be up a step, like another couple steps, smiling. And the devil. And I'd turn back around and be like, you have to wake up. And he wouldn't wake up. And I'd turn back around. Now he was closer and closer. And I knew he was coming for me. So it was so vivid. I can see it right now in my head. So the next day, I tell my mother. And my mother said she had the same dream back in the 50s when she had her apartment in Albany. And um, she came out and there was a man, very, very handsome man sitting on the couch. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm here for you. Oh, my God. I know. Right. That's like the shit that movies are made out of. Oh, my gosh. And she was like, well, no. Like, I think she said, no, like, you're not allowed. You got to go. So, you know, then he showed up years later for me and then I also had a few years back and thankful for Michelle and, and oh, Barb where I was sleepwalking <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was getting visited all the time and it turned out it was um, angelic energy mm. and they really got me revved up that one time I got up it looked like there was all smoke in the house it obviously wasn't but it was I was sleepwalking that's amazing wow. yeah and that was a big time of change for you huge time of change it was 2000 that was around 2015 wow Unless we're going to ask them just to turn it down a little bit. You know, it's kind of like a radio dial. Turn it down. Turn (laughs) it up if you need a little more. Yes. And And I have a big, you know, like that behind the stage kind of switch that you turn the house power off. It's like, Mm -hmm. Um, I do that sometimes. But, you know, I want to go out and be with my family and like turn it off. Um, and I also, I have an appointment book. You've probably seen Mm -hmm. it's black. It's, you know, daily whatever. And I close it. When I when I'm not oh, working, that's a good idea. because Very the black cover bla- blacks that energy, and it's like nope, I'm I'm closed for business right now, because if you don't, oh my gosh, it's like you know my fa- then I started saying oh what if something someone needs to come through, my protection is you know closed for business except for loved ones and spirit guides right. they have automatic override they can mm-hmm. come in. So, but sometimes stuff breaks through, and they usually talk through the air conditioner. It's like uh, a kind of voice, like a vibration, like they're talking into a fan. I seem to get a lot. I, it, I just was telling somebody about this. Certain loved ones that come in, maybe it's because they're only newly passed. Mm-hmm. It's all the telepathy, or when they do speak, it sounds almost like when you're talking in a swimming pool. It's an oh, echo yeah. underwater mm-hmm. sound, and I, I, I'm 
literally in the dream, like, I don't understand, you know, and they're they're trying to talk, but it's like they're talking through a cell. It's because I think they're still trying to speak like they're in a body. They haven't right. learned the telepathy yet. Um, I've had that, too, <clears throat> excuse me, when I'm talking, um, doing readings, I'm talking with the people, and they're, it's like, I can't understand you. I'm like, okay, just put your voice in my thoughts, send it to me in my thoughts, and then boom, it's clear, especially new people or people that have never been contacted before. I've had spirits say, wait, this is real? You can do this? <laughs> Which is the cutest thing when the spirit is shocked that they can talk to their loved right. ones. And you have to tell them how sometimes. Or sometimes they need to be invited in because sometimes I'll see a spirit and it's standing way, way far away. And I say, you need to invite them in. She goes, I haven't forgiven them yet. I'm like, well, if you want them to talk, you kind of got to invite them in. Right. You know, you can forgive them at some point, but at least let them talk and, and say their piece. Melissa, have you ever had like world prophetic dreams? You know, big incidents that you saw? Only for the past Mm. And it was a moment of doing healing. Oh. Like in my dreams, it's almost like journeying now again that I've learned a little bit more about that, but to go there and to give healing to that place. But I've also learned only to do it from a distance because it can be way, this is a, bit, a lesson that I learned, way too overwhelming and you almost lose a part of yourself and you got to go figure out how to get it back. Part of the battle? Got to, yeah, yeah, the battlefield stuff especially. Yeah. And you want to help them all and then you end up giving so much of yourself away and... But it was my first time of kind of learning how to do it with all the proper mechanisms. And then it's almost like they're all drowning and they're yeah, and you're you trying under. to save them all, yeah. but you can't. So, so yeah, you have from to a bring distance. in friends. So I do think that there are places in our dreams where people meet. You hear stories of um, like places, and people recognize an image, you know, of a mm -hmm. painting or something mm -hmm. like. Oh, Absolutely. I've been there. I think it's a dream place where people go to either offer healing dream chat know, room and, yeah exactly <laughs> dream chat room um, that's interesting yes where they so, see the same image over and over again yeah but yeah. i haven't had any big you know have you done that yes yes uh with 9-11 i thought i was going insane before that because i kept hearing oh just you know a lot of tragedy a lot of fear a lot of screaming <clears throat> And I kept seeing two tall ghosts. I didn't know what that meant. It was the, it was the Twin Towers. Um, and then before the flooding in uh, Rotterdam Junction. Yeah, that uh, that one was a biggie for me. For the that hurricane, yeah. Irene and Lee, I kept um, ha having dreams about um, people being isolated, everything being in chaos, but I didn't know what it was. That's the hard thing. I think for the big things like that, the, the global ones that you can't have an effect on, you know, we don't have any... Um, ability to stop it or to modify it um, it's hard that and the tsunami what was that like 2006 well that the other one for the hurricane I had to keep collecting water I had to keep I was we driven didn't leave home. yeah it was like from the movie signs you know I had mm. to have water I had to have uh, um, you know like an escape route I had to have all these things I didn't understand I had to have the gar the cars gassed I had to make sure that I had cash at home because those were all things in case of an emergency and my son was graduating from high school and we, so we were planning his high school graduation he had to put stuff out on the the porch and he goes yeah put it next to mom's end of the world water out there <laughs> 
<laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> I can't yeah. help it. Didn't know what it was, but it was it was interesting because when that hit, a, a tree had come down on the back of the house on the power lines and scraped the house. And we had like the fire department basically said you had you know minutes to get out. <laughs> I ran upstairs and got stuff because he had all his Sienna stuff up there, his yeah. books. I'm grabbing his books. <laughs> My ex is going, "What are you doing up there?" I'm like, "I gotta get his books." He's like, "Get out of the house." <laughs> but I had everything else in tubs, and it was all because of the dreams. The, it was the, the, the preparation. That was probably, the, yeah, the prior. And Elizabeth Hathaway was the best. I said, it's so frustrating because I can't see it all. I can't understand what I'm seeing. And she's just so cool with the hand on her face. And she <laughs> said, my dear, did it ever occur to you that you're not supposed to know everything? I went, oh. Oh. Oh, well, maybe, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah but got that's that. not fun to be told that you want to know. I mean, here right. we are with, you know, gifts, and it's so exciting. Like, why can't I know? Tell me more. Or why do you have this, like, sense of of doing things without understanding why you're doing it. Well, right. sometimes you're just like a, a, a cog in the whole machine. And, you know, I think, you know, I'm hoping that someday when we go to the light that, and from what I've learned, it's all revealed. It all makes sense. It's like, oh, that's why all these things happened. And, and I, you know, not that I look, I, when I say I look forward to that, I, don't, I mean, I want to stay here as long as possible. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that's, you know, a little... You know, cherry on top of the Sunday. Well, that's what you can do in your dreams. Yes. You know, go to those places and yeah. kind of see those things. And I do think that that's important for our spirit to be able to do. Because when you see those who are, are coming through, look at how happy they are. Right. How unburdened they are. But yeah. then at the same time, they can't feel the way that we do or right. experience our sensations. So I think that's sometimes, too, why they pop in to see what we're doing to remember what like the movie like. Michael, right? Yeah. Just yeah. to come through, and, and there was another movie where they the, someone was eating oranges. Remember, because an angel came back, and I think it was uh, Nicolas Cage, and he, oh. he kept eating oranges because you can't taste, right? And uh, you know, you had the essence of the the taste, but to not be in a body. Was that so. called The Watchers? Maybe that's what it was. I think Meg Ryan was in it too. I don't know. They were all that was all in the eighties. Any lasting thoughts or suggestions for our listeners about what to do or things that have helped you, like real top 10? Make the most of your dreaming experience. Don't overthink it. Don't make it so complicated that you don't do it. Um, again, cleaning out underneath your bed that makes <laughs> a huge difference. Yes. Um, and kind of setting the tone for what you're going into. If you don't decompress from your day before you go, that's all you're going to have. So I think that's what nightmares are made of. It's all of those feelings because you didn't just or put them away or visualize putting them in a box. Deal with it, you know, later so that you can go have some fun. Yeah, a little break time, a little you time, me time, kind of mm. dessert. If if yes. if the if. Uh, you know, your day, your work is the main course and the vegetables you might not want to have to eat. Dream time can be like the hot fudge sundae without the calories. And the spirits are there to help you. So don't be afraid of phantoms or the devil dreams or whatever it is. No. You know, you're you're always protected. Mm -hmm. The helping, compassionate spirits are there to, Absolutely. you know, help you with your ascension even while we're here. So I'd say that's like, you know, just have fun biggest, with it, right? Yeah, have some fun and relax. <laughs> yeah, and sleep. Thank you. Like, don't get so excited for it that you don't sleep. When you're into um, that delta brainwave, that's when most of the healing for your body occurs. So especially so really if it's like that. injury or stress, stress destroys your body. That's when you need that part of it. So play, but also realize that it's not all recess time either. Your body <laughs> needs to heal itself. So if our wonderful listeners for Psychic on the Scene want to get a hold of you, my dear, how do they get a hold of you? 
On Facebook, you can look up B and the ampersand Briar. And my website's on there. My contact information is all on there as well. Yay. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming in and giving us uh, your your insight on this because I think it, it 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 there's so much more. I'm, I'm sure people are going to be writing about oh, yeah. their so dreams and what does it mean. So check on the site. And we'll tag yeah. you because I'm sure people are going to be asking questions. Yeah, lots and lots of questions. Any last thoughts for you? Yes. Um, don't be so hard on yourself when you're dreaming. Um, I know so many people is like, oh my gosh, I missed that dream. I don't understand. I missed my opportunity. If you need it, it'll keep coming through. Just like your loved ones, they don't give you one chance to get the message. Just relax. If you didn't get it the whole, the first time, the second, they'll, they never grow tired of us. They ne- never get annoyed. So just relax and let it happen. They're really Stress. good at annoying you until you get it. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. Exactly. <laughs> D. Scott. Any hi. hi. Any last <laughs> thoughts for you? Any thoughts at all? <laughs> no. no. Oh come no. on. There's got to be something in there. All right. Well, everybody, again, a great episode for Psychic on the Scene. Next uh, podcast, we are going to have Ray on with his Paranormal Lab, and we're going to have some um, actual evidence from uh, some areas that were haunted. So you'll hear some EVPs, and uh, he'll talk about his equipment, and hopefully, um, and if you guys have suggestions out there of people you want us to connect with, whether having to do with feng shui, Uh, law of attraction, anything in the paranormal, please, please, um, you know, shoot us a message, private message me and let me know who it is and I'll get a hold of them. We'll have them on the radio. We would love some ideas and suggestions. Yeah, we'd love that. you guys want to hear. So again, all, thank you so much. Make sure you listen, pass it on to your family and friends and subscribe. Another great night. Thanks so much. Stay blessed.